Hi, this podcast is brought to you by a nonprofit fairy tales dog rescue we are based in san francisco and we talk about animal welfare f a i r y t a i l s welcome to fairy tales podcast hi louise hi tiffany louise i have a crush Ooh, tell me. It's springtime. It's the perfect time to have the crush. It's not a realistic crush, but nonetheless, it's a crush. So I found this guy on Instagram. He has, it's called Big Guy Little World Sanctuary. And this handsome man um, went through a very painful heartbreak. And he discovered, a, uh, I think he fostered, that's what it is. He, he fostered a, a little chihuahua. And it saved his life in a way. It like brought him to a whole nother happy place. And he, ha- he now rescues all these tiny ch- chihuahuas. And he's this like big kind of buff like bodybuilder dude. Aww. And he is super cute. And he's got, of course, a lot of followers. So I am sure that he's got a lot of fans out there who are crushes on him too um but here's just a little picture of some of his chihuahuas let me see oh wow they're having a tea party in wonderland it's like he is like this he's like this big dude like this tough ass dude but he um he has all these chihuahuas so here's a picture of him oh look at that yeah okay so he's a handsome middle-aged man yes bald white and and he's sitting in a pile of chihuahuas yes this is tiffany's dream man i totally see it he's got like disabled chihuahuas oh we got all kinds of chihuahuas oh he's got like these old seniors and he takes in the like misfits and i'm like that's my dream man Oh yeah, okay. We gotta go get this man for you. Okay, we got to. I gotta. I, maybe I should start. Like, I I did reach. I did in the comment said, "You're my dream man. Thank you for everything you do for the chihuahuas." Oh. Chihuahua. Oh well, good. Now you opened your heart. You, I mean, it's like you're halfway there. Okay. I know. Oh. <laughs> If there's any really good-looking, fun Chihuahua men, that's 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 my type right there. Chihuahua. Chihuahua men. I mean, it's a certain type of a guy, I guess. Well, it's like they have to have they 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 don't have to have they they don't have an ego because it's like oh if you're like a dude you know you have a Chihuahua like people look at you like they expect you to have like some big dog or something and so to me it's like okay that person's confident in themselves. The squeaking in the background is obviously a dog toy. Yeah, exactly. If a man can have a chihuahua, it shows that he is confident enough in himself because it just like for the same reason that men have unneutered pit bulls and all these fighting dogs mm-hmm. that look really tough. But like to make up for their manliness. Exactly. For the same reason, but the opposite then, you know, is why like it's a good thing when men have chihuahuas. It's, you think it's a promising trait. That's right. That to me, that is a promising trait. It says a lot about their character. And it, you said it, like if I see a guy walking with a dog with balls 
and I, I immediately have this impression of them and it's not a good impression. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we, we judge people by their dogs in all kinds of ways, not just if they have their balls or not. But that is a big thing. Totally. That's a big thing if your dog has balls or not. But also like what, what kind of breed? Because there's like, there's so many dogs that I love, obviously, but I might not date someone who has that dog. Oh, that is what I was thinking because, you know, I'm on a date. Quiet. I am single and I, you know, went on the dating site. And when I see a picture of a guy with like a doodle or a Frenchie, I delete regardless of how perfect they might be in the other part of it. I delete. Yeah, it's just some dogs, I guess, you don't really don't see yourself with. And, right. And you get the whole package, you know, when you're dating someone who has a dog. Because you're not going to, like, you know, not have the dog included. Um, I mean, I guess it's the same if you're, like, swiping around on those apps and you see that they have, like, really ugly kits. Oh! <laughs> well, you know, I, I have never had that feeling or judgment. But that is something that I, if they were really ugly, I would think, oh, well, they pass, they have an ugly gene of that. But I, but, but I have children and I don't know if I want to judge a child by the way they look. But I will say that um, this is what I think. When I see a man with a doodle, for example, this is my impression. Okay, that guy does, did not do his research. He did not think about adopting. He doing what everyone else does because usually first-time pet owners get doodles, I've noticed. So that's kind of a person I'm like, eh. Mm, but there are a lot of doodle rescues around here. And uh, I mean, it, it maybe it's also like, in a sense, been the most available dog too because it's been the trendy dog. So I don't know, maybe it's just been like kind of like what's been presented to you when you like go out there i don't know but but yeah it yeah. really seems to like be an overwhelming trend um but yeah so that's a no-go for you you know what i you, you maybe think of something next time i see someone that i'm attracted to and they have a doodle i will send a like and say is it a risk is your dog just cute is it a rescue question mark if they say no then i'll unmatch Mm-hmm. i like that okay be like, I only swipe right for rescue dogs. <laughs> I think I posted that one time in my profile at one point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. no, actually, I think I put in my profile uh, once that's like, no cat people. Yeah, well, you're. it's non-negotiable because, you know, we know Journey doesn't like cats. Yeah, it's not that I don't like cats. It's that my dog don't right. like cats. And I can't have someone coming over here and smelling like a cat. And, you know, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not going to work out. I don't care if it's true love. You got a cat. You got to go. That's, I totally respect that. And, uh, you know, I think that, because, you know, yeah, why start something, you know, it's just never going to have any, you know, legs to it. So... You know, I have um, a few clients who have that situation where they met someone, they've fallen in love, and boom, turns out their dogs do not get along at all. Ooh, so what do you do? Well, they are, like, forced to live under, like, weird situations. Like, some have to have, like, the house separated, you know, so the dog lives in one half of the house and the other dog in the other half of the house. They rotate the, the yard, you know, so they're, like, constantly living around each other, sort of. 
uh, or they can be together like under supervision but you know like you're running around all day doing things you don't have time to watch your dogs all the time like that yeah. that intently that you have to if they're gonna get into fighting so so yeah like the stresses you have to live with if you fall in love with someone your dog doesn't like journey quiet i was gonna say that's i mean that's that's a commitment right there. I mean, it must, sounds like they must really love each other to go through that because, you know, but but then again, like, what if you could have not had to deal with that and you met someone else later? But I, I don't know. You know, maybe they really love each other and that, that's worth it. Um, but I do. this does remind me of the time that we rescued a um, – he was a, a Sharpay, not a Sharpay, sorry, a pug. Oh. I get those wrinkly dogs mixed up. But he's a, yeah, he was a pug. Do you remember the pug? And she had, she had um, a new boyfriend, or th- like they were living together, and he had parrots or birds. And the dog never had an issue with birds before, but one day the bird got out and the dog killed the bird. Oh, there you go. So she surrendered her dog to us. Oh, well, the bird was already gone, though. I know, but he had more than one. And he, oh, yeah. oh, I see. And I yeah. kind of thought, wow, you know, I would be like, I don't know. You would pick the dog I would the pick- birds. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in her world, <coughs> excuse me, I have one of those spring colds and a cough. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see how, yeah, she she had to make a choice there. One had yeah. to go. Yeah, and so, you know, she was a... Um, she, I think that it was it was definitely not an easy decision for her. She cried and she was sad, um, but you know the dog was gotten to a really great home. Like I had so many applications for that dog because people oh, were like, yeah. "It's a pug." People want pugs, yeah. and so and he was perfectly fine, well you know trained, potty trained, and so you know she did the right thing by making sure that he went to a good home. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's what a lot of people sometimes don't realize uh, about rehoming and abandoning your dog, how there's such a big difference between, I'm going to say it again, rehoming and abandoning. Journey, quiet. Yes, because it's it's just, there. It's I think people are like ashamed or embarrassed, but and so I don't know why they would anyone just put let their dog off, you know, in an empty lot when there is services for that. Um, and, you know, if you do that right, that you make sure you find a rescue or take it to the shelter, worst case scenario, then, you know, that is the humane thing to do. A dog cannot live on its own out in a field. Yeah, but I don't know, though, Tiffany. I feel like you're abandoning your dog if you bring them to a shelter because... But I mean, it depends if you bring them to a kill shelter or not, I guess. That's the difference. That's true. Because, in, in, you know, it, you can just Google it in less than a minute and figure out that the situation is terrible in shelters. Like, there are a lot of euthanations right now. Like, I think you're abandoning your dog if you bring your dog to a kill shelter. But if it's not working out for some whatever reason and you find a loving home for your dog then that's rehoming your dog and that's taking responsibility and mm-hmm. yeah that's all good that's the me. first step that's the first step and you know um however the, this but the reason that there are so many dogs in the shelters is because they are people just to let them off loose in the streets and then they struggle and they can get hit by a car and they can be you know um on the streets for a long period of time 
Yeah, far from every dog in the shelter has been dropped off at the shelter. Very, yeah, very few. It's, it's. I mean, but it does have that happens too. But when you, you know, I, I just feel like it. You wouldn't. <laughs> You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't just, if you gave up on your child, you know, and you couldn't take care of your child, just put them in the streets. You know, you, there's replications for that. Like, you go to jail. That's a child abandonment. So there needs to be, there, there needs to be the same kind of laws for dogs as well. It really does. It really does. I didn't know there was child abandonment laws. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, like you can't just do that. So Well, I feel like men do that all the time, like run out on the mom, you know, and you don't see them going to jail. Well, that is true. That is a good point you bring up because, you know, if the mother is, you know, stays with the child, but he abandoned them, you know, but he, but, but he is required to pay child support and there are laws to, to support that and they can have their paycheck. Um, um, what's the word? Well, they get deducted from their paycheck um, to pay if they don't, but it's a whole court process. It's a whole rigmarole. And you're going to have the money to go to court and not go to work. And yeah. And that person, that, that father can still just be a deadbeat and skip out, you know? So yeah, you're right. It's like, it could be a mother that abandons too, you know, and mothers abandon their children as well. Mm, Majority of it is men, but but yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. There should be a system where both dog guardians and breeders are held responsible. And that's what the idea of the microchip was really all about, you know, that you're supposed to tr- be able to trace the dog back. I mean, from, you know, a, a, a pet mom's perspective, we love it because if our dogs go missing, then whoever finds them can easily locate us. So that's why it's great with the microchip. But it's also to find the chain of responsibility, like where did this dog come from? Why is it running loose? Why are we using public tax money now to pay for this? And that's another good point because what's interesting to know is that the microchip, yes, you can track the dog. However, when a dog is dropped at a shelter or found on the streets with a microchip, they, um, when a shelter tracks that owner down, the owner can either lie and say, oh, I gave that dog away. or there, There's no repercussions. Mm-hmm. It, and it needs to be. Like we have the microchip and it's uh, – being put in all dogs that come through the shelter and lots of private uh, people are getting it too so uh, soon most dogs will have the microchip so we need to legislate and to catch up with you know the pace we, we are doing this yeah and you know i know that you know louise and i our listeners um we have struggled, and, and this brings me to a thought, so I'm going to, so hear me out, but Louise and I have struggled recently with not having enough fosters and being able to take in more dogs and take them out of the shelter because we have, we've lost fosters, and it's really, really hard on us with our, um, you know, living situation and how many dogs we have and whatnot, and, you know, we want to, we will do, we still want to continue to, to help and do make a difference. And I think, you know, one of the areas is legislation, like you're saying, is like the whole preventative because we are, you know, we're limping along here in our, our rescue and we have, we could do a pretty good job at communicating, but we, we need your help to spread the word. And, um, you know, so we are like, we're two single women who work full time and do our best to make a difference in the world for these 
like dogs and make a plus in the world, um, but we can't do it alone. And we also need to really start thinking about preventative. Yeah, because you know we're we're not solving the problem by just rescuing dogs. We need legislation. We need education. We need awareness, and we need to make moves. Uh, there need to be penalties in order. And this might sound far fetched and like whoa. These are a lot of things you're asking for, but guess what? It's happening in a lot of countries right now. Like I love to point out, even the country Turkey has better animal protection laws than the United States. I mean, come on. I want to hear about this. That, that this. So t- tell me what um, Turkey has in place. Yeah. So uh, like we mentioned uh, on our uh, episode uh, last last New Year's about the new laws that were coming into effect for. 2022 uh, was that in Turkey it became equally illegal to hurt an animal as if you would like hurt a person like you will go to jail uh, just as if you had you know punched a person tortured a person like whatever yeah if you do that to an animal you will get the same amount of jail time like the equal value you don't hurt another living being And, you know, we do have animal cruelty laws here, but they're really rarely enforced or, you know, um, done anything about it. For example, that woman, and I don't know if you read this in the news lately, there was a, a, it was a motorhome or a van, it was a van. It was a van um, or an SUV that was filled with, she had 65 dogs in there. Half of them were dead. How is that possible? Um, apparently she was a, a dog hoarder lived uh, on the ha- there was like a fire over there so she loaded the dogs up in the truck but they were um, not cared for they didn't have water or food so half of them died they were living in a car in a parking lot for like a week oh god um, they were all obviously related and none of them were fixed and so um, they were able to rescue um, ha- like 25 of them but she is being charged for animal cruelty Yeah, well, she probably has uh, some kind of mental illness, is what I'm thinking. And then maybe we shouldn't charge her for a crime, but maybe we should give her care. Both, exactly. It needs to be charged as a crime so that people know that this is not normal, not okay. But yes, clearly that's a mental health. And this is a problem. Another problem with this country is that we do not take mental health care seriously enough. And it's stigmatized. And it needs to be like something that is very regularly accessible to all. Hang on. Let me give that toy to Journey that he's so madly barking about. Give us a second. He's all, that's my toy, because I brought him that stuffed flea. (laughs) I'm sorry, Remy. I'm sorry, Remy, but that was his toy. I I wish I brought more. Do you want it, or you just want to bark at him for having it? Okay, you know what, Anne? Maybe I should remove the toy. Do you want the toy? Drive me crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you tell me that story, Tiffany, what strikes me that I want to also bring up in this context is that this is just another story about a dog hoarder. They are so freaking common these days that I think people don't understand. I mean, we are in the rescue business and we 
constantly come across dogs that are rescued from hoarding situations. I mean, it's it's so often. It's every month, and it's so many in the Bay Area. Like, you wonder how many hoarding situations can there be here? Right. But people, I mean, are neighbors not paying attention? Like, I would think they would notice, and they would report it. So I don't, that's what's surprising to me. They should at least gossip about it on Nextdoor. Right. Well, that's the thing, you know. If But see, maybe they're not seen, because they're all indoors, and they're hidden. Who knows? But I feel like they should be barking mad and right and smelling or you know people walking their dogs by that house like that should be like a huge reaction from that dog or something yeah i don't know but that's also another thing then with the microchip like if we had this in order and all the dogs really had microchips and uh, uh, the breeding and such if we could really control this then we wouldn't have the hoarding situations well, yeah, because the first dog that they got, but that's the thing. There's all this backyard breeding. There's no requirement for them to have microchips. The shelters and the rescues always do. But when people do these backyard breeding, and even legitimate breeders are not required to have microchips. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Exactly. So, you know, this is why I feel like, you know, Louise, just having this conversation with you live on podcast or recorded, it's like maybe that is something we need to put our energies towards a little bit more. And, um, you know, it's just finding more, you know, because this coincides with our podcast and how we spread their, their, their information and you know we could get more perhaps we could get more political and and fight for for laws more and maybe that's our our next adventure yeah i think so because this is not something new this has been done before in other countries with the microchip i remember when uh, the microchip was first introduced I think it was like 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a journalist and I was doing a story in Budapest, Hungary about the microchips, about how the government were in, then implementing a law that would, you know, force everyone to uh, microchip their dogs so that they could try to control the big stray dog problem they had in the city of Budapest uh, so that they could trace the dogs back and they would, um, something about in, uh, we put it on the access. Maybe we should hide that toy. Violet. <laughs> She's funny. I really like Violet. She's like a little chunky little piglet. She's a blueberry. She's a blueberry. Violet from, oh, from um, uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Is that what she's named after? Is she named after Violet, the character that turned into a... Um, Blueberry? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Can you ask? I'm going to ask. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to know. Violet is a Boston Terrier who's staying with me. She looks like a Boston Terrier <coughs> mix. Yeah, she's a mix because she's a little bigger. She's, she's cute. She's amazing. I love her. And she has a story. Oh, yeah. So she's a rescue dog, too. And uh, <coughs> it's funny. Uh, her... So her parents were out uh, driving uh, with their uh, dog. They had been on a hike or something, and they're going uh, on the on a big road, and they see Violet running over the road. And they pull over, and they manage to, to get her in the car, and she just jumps up there. And, uh, and then they backtrace the microchip uh, to uh, the person who had her. 
and uh, they're like, hey, we have your dog. We rescued her off like the highway. It's, you know, it's, it's like, she's okay. We have her. And you expect that this person's going to be like, oh my God, thank God. Oh my God. You know, but no, <laughs> this man was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> it's like, I do not want that dog back. Oh no. And so the the end of the story is she now lives with that family that picked her off the side of the road. <laughs> she does. And and turned out that she has been a little bit of a handful. Like <laughs> we, we could totally a little bit understand why he didn't want her back. <laughs> but also so happy, you know, that it worked out for the best because she is an amazing dog. Everybody loves her. So she has a sibling? Oh, he passed away recently. Oh, oh. She's elderly. Oh. But they got along? Yeah. Oh, they loved each other. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So that's it. It's so interesting. You know, every. But that's the thing. The microchip tells us the dog's story, and we need to know the dog's history, too. Mm. And it's really a struggle sometimes. You know, when you rescue a dog, you just want to know so badly what was their. what was their their previous life like? What what you know? It's it's one of those things you can't communicate, and I just wonder, you know, I wonder. Yeah, yeah. and this at least is a little trace. Yes. Yeah. So. Hmm. Hey ho to the microchip. Yeah. And you know, so if you have any, if you are a listener out there, and you have a connection to somebody who could help us with legislation and 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 um also with um oh gosh lobbying again for the right for animal rights let us know because we are gonna do something about this we want yes to. if you're running a nonprofit or organization for this kind of legislation uh, let us know and we would love to shed some spotlight on this for you with our podcast so reach out you can go to our website, fairytalesdogrescue.com, or you can DM us on Instagram at fair- Hang on. Journey Quiet. At fairy underscore tales underscore dog underscore rescue. So, yeah, you know, we can't do this alone. Spread the word, spread the love. You know, I, um, I have had some friends of mine who don't necessarily know Louise and I, and they have listened to the podcast and learned quite a bit. And, you know, also, the, I think that people, I've, I've felt that they've, their, their opinions were that we actually are entertaining. Are we? Actually. <laughs> <laughs> are we, Louise, that we actually have a good rapport with each other and that people like it? So, I think if we have a good time, then everybody has a good time. Yeah, cheers to that. Cheers. Blueberry sparkling, what is this? It's some kind of sparkling blueberry cheap shit. I got it from the grocery outlet. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I got some cotton candy she, uh, sparkling wine from there recently, but I haven't tried it yet. I bet it tastes like shit. <laughs> well, I kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have a very, you know, exquisite taste in, with wine. If I like the way something tastes, I like it. If I don't, I don't. I'm not one of those people that like, I smell the oak in the... Uh, the barrel, you know? Oh, speaking of that, I mean, there, there's a whole new uh, ridiculous water business catering to dogs that's coming, like, it's, oh. it's like it's coming on trend now. You know, that you can't just give your dog tap water, Tiffany. 
Like、okay. what? What water are you giving your dogs? Okay, well, I want to hear. Is this like a? Is this like ridiculous or is it for real? Oh no, it's for real. I've seen it blowing up on Instagram.、Mm. Hey, boys, boys, we having a good time? Yeah. Ooh, here is、uh, something I found in the news that I got me a little excited.、Uh, you know, I.、Uh, I used to、uh, date a guy in Tennessee, Nashville. Uh huh. And you know, every time I came back from there, I I was a little distraught because when you walk the streets there, you see so many dogs that are apparently just like living、mm. in the backyard. They're not out in the backyard because it's a nice evening and all that. Like they live there. They are not allowed in the house.、Mm. Yeah, that's a thing in a lot of places in America. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly, and especially in Tennessee, where I was, I saw a lot of that, and it made me upset. But hey, good quiet. So I saw this、uh, news piece. It's、uh, on News Five. New Tennessee legislation defines what adequate shelter is for a dog living outside. Oh, yay! Come finally catching up, Tennessee. Come on. Yeah, you can、so. do it. Exactly. So now there's going to be a new law in place that is actually at least going to better the standards for these poor dogs living in the backyard. I mean, we're hoping that the next step would be like, hey, if a dog is a pet, they live indoors. That's right. It's going out to idiot America. Yeah, that's right. They are.、Yeah. They live indoors. They want to be indoors. Trust my dogs. Like that's their home. We, you know, when they when they can go outside, they'll go outside. But They don't want to stay out there. This is not something a place they want to stay, and you shouldn't have a dog if you don't think a dog should be in a home. End of story. Yeah, exactly. Why do you have a dog in the first place? But I think these are just really old Southern traditions、yes. that people haven't really thought to question because that's how they grew up with their family dog, and that's how they taught their kids. And then before you know it, that's you know how grandpa and daddy and everybody did it. I well, I grew up with my dogs and living in the house, so you know. But I know the South is a little different and a little more like not advanced in some areas. I know that's insulting, but it's true. Sorry. Yeah, of course. It's it, you know that's what it is. It's not being advanced. It's、uh, because this is the old way to care for dogs. Yeah. It's like my my assistant Robert told us. You know, he's in his seventies from Alabama, and when he grew up, they had the dog in the basement, and they would bring the dog up when somebody wanted to play with it or like you know do something with it, and then they put it back in the basement. Oh, that's and- that was like torture. Yeah, and it was just a common thing for、yeah. everyone to do in the neighborhood. Like that's how you had the dog. You either had it in the basement or you had it in the backyard. And I mean, I mean, and he thinks it's horrible now. And、yeah. now, obviously, he has a dog who sleeps in the bed with him. One of our rescues. Yes, Beyonce.、Uh, how's Beyonce doing? Oh, fabulous! Oh my God, that's great. Yeah.、Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, times are changing, and Tennessee is catching up. So that's、mm. that's good news. You know, and so that's another reminder where they are slowly, slowly moving in the right direction.、Um, and it's hard when you're an advanced person and you see it moving too slow. But at least we're moving in the right direction.、Uh, yeah. So you know, maybe your, your dream will come true, Louise, of the last of the rescue dog. Every a dog has a home in every. Place and that we do not have a surplus of dogs. The dogs are something to be cherished and not just bred and then thrown away. 
Well said, Tiffany. Yeah. Yes. So, well. And that is a wrap. And that we is a wrap. cannot end on a better note than that. Agree. Woof to that. So please spread the love, spread our, share our podcast. Please talk about us. Please rate our podcast. Give us five stars or how many stars you think we deserve. But know that when you rate us, no matter how high or low, when you rate us, you help more people find our podcast. So please do. So we can spread the word about dogs. Much appreciated. Gratitude all around. Bye. Ciao. Well, I caught my wife with another man, and it cost me 99. On a prison farm in Georgia, close to the Florida line. Well, I've been here for two long years. I finally made the warden my friend. And so he sentenced me to a life of ease, taking care of old Red. Now, old Red, he's the damnedest dog that I've ever seen. Got a nose that can smell a two-day trail. He's a four-legged tracking machine. You can consider yourself mighty lucky to get past the gators and the quicksand beds. But all these years that I've been here and nobody got past Red. And the warden's saying, come on somebody, why don't you run? Itching to have a little fun Get my lantern, get my gun Red'll have you treat for the morning come Well, I paid off the guard And I slipped out a letter To my cousin up in Tennessee On oh, he brought down A blue tick hound She was pretty as she could be Swampland, about a mile just south of the gate. And I take old Red for his evening run. I just drop him off and wait. And the warden saying, Come on, somebody, why don't you run? Old Red's itching to have a little fun. Get my lantern, get my gun. Red'll have you treat for the morning. Got real used to seeing his lady every night. And so I kept him away for three or four days and waited till the time got right. Well, I made my run with the evening sun and I smiled when I heard him turn red out. Cause I was headed north to Tennessee and old red was headed south. Come on, somebody, why don't you run? Old Red's itching to have a little fun. Get my lantern, get my gun. Red'll have you treat for the morning. Come. Now there's red-haired, blue 
politics all in the South. Love got me in here and love got me out.